Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. It's Wednesday the 30th of August. Myself and Paul, as always, sat upstairs at Salt, having a coffee and a catch-up. How's it going, mate? You right? Yeah, not bad. Not yeah. bad. Everyone's first, back today. Yeah, first day back in Salt with the full brigade of everyone buzzing around. Yeah. Big team talk this morning, was it? Fucking car. No, everyone was in before me and yeah, <laughs> everyone was last one in. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, uh, yeah, everyone's just cracking on prep and, and and stuff but no nice energy especially i always notice the energy because mm. i'm in here a lot whilst it's closing it's just so quiet yeah you know, yeah, used yeah. to a, a busy restaurant loads of staff yeah come in here it's silent so mm. you know i was here all day yesterday yeah, yeah. um and then yeah just to come in and it's like oh it's like first energy day, first day back after half term at school you know when you even you kid yourself like oh, yeah. my handwriting's gonna be really fucking neat this term <laughs> um yeah new pencil case everything's yeah. looking sharp last <laughs> yeah. two days and everything's everyone's all over the place sharp. yeah um i suppose like because it's, it's quite a new not a new thing but Compared to say even 10, 20 years ago, you wouldn't necessarily have a, a, these like, you know, top level places, a two, three week break a couple of times a year. Yeah. So like in the past, how did people, you know, that re- rejuvenation, that sense of like, come on, let's have a break. Let's go back. Because there was just no, it was just yeah, it wasn't open. Yeah, so. it didn't, just didn't really happen. And yeah. Yeah, it was quite rare. The first, I couldn't tell you who was first to do it, but it used to be a lot of restaurants started going. Um, they'd close the Sunday, Monday. And then all of a sudden, I oh, will close Christmas. Mm. And then, yeah, but me working in a lot of hotels and small hotels, they were just always open. Yeah, so yeah. you never had that. It was always someone who was fucked. Yeah, you know, exactly. you come back from holiday and you're fresh and yeah. that, and then the others are just fucked. And then yeah. they're on holiday and then you're <laughs> fucked. It's just this constant cycle of being it. fucked. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense this way around. I think everyone's yeah. So it's just got to make it work for the business. It's more it's more expensive to do now. Of course, yeah. Because um, if you're shut, then you're paying all your staff still. And yeah, I think maybe partly because we've grown as a a restaurant and increased the staff obviously since a few over the past few years. So the payroll is bigger, and payroll is always your biggest cost mm-hmm. in this. So yep. it costs us more to close, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, it's all good. It's smelling great up here. We've got stuff in ovens and it's great to be back to see everyone. We've got loads coming up on today's podcast. We've got the top fives as always, overrated trends, which I'm doing. We're going to talk about Wingfest that uh, Paul was at judging. A bit more festival chat and some correspondence as well. We'll kick off with Big Festival though, because we were there last last week on Friday, did a, a little slot with Jude. 
yep. Karima from Kota. Yeah, uh, who's right. such a sweet guy. You hadn't, actually hadn't met him I've before I've never met that. him, I didn't no. you know, I clocked that until we introduced you. And I was like, oh, you've never met one. I knew of each other, obviously, but we'd never, I don't think we'd ever even engaged over social media or anything. No. But, no. but what a lovely guy. He's so sweet, isn't yeah. he? He's just one of those. Loads could, of energy as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's just positive and... Like I know he's, you know, he's faced a lot of adversity, especially in the last couple of years. You know, he, he mentioned about his late wife and things, but he just had this. You just wanted to be around him, and he was just so sweet. And when we got onto boiling point, we'll, we, we're going to release this episode in a couple of weeks. So you'll be able to to listen to what we did on stage with him. But we did boiling point as usual. But as I was looking at him, I was like, I cannot ever imagine him raising his voice or getting pissed off or no. just, I mean, he was, you know, in shorts with a beer in hand. So festival. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I just couldn't imagine it. it just yeah. Some so. people you just, you can just see it. Yeah. Can't you? And yeah, some exactly. you can't. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I could be a good one for anyone to listen to. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah, absolutely. So we chatted on stage with him and got like 45 minutes. And then we also went backstage with the, the sharps guys. Yeah. Um, over at the doom bar tent, which is like a staple of big festival. Uh, Ed was there, the beer sommelier. What that man knows about beer, anything oh, God, he doesn't yeah. know about beer is not worth knowing. It's yeah. unbelievable. We saw him every day at some point. I was just picking his brains about. Oh, really? He's got an answer for everything, but not in a horrible way. Like he genuinely, yeah, an in a good way. He, of it he, all. he genuinely loves it. Yeah. I first met him at one of the Padstow Christmas festivals. It would have been probably what 2008. Teen one and I yeah. went down there did a demo and then I had that van that we were on yeah. there yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like come in this van come in this and I was like what yeah. in this dark van I was like yeah. what what are you on about <laughs> pitch black and then you got a little bench and then a little bar and they do like the dark tasting so you don't know what you're tasting little yeah. nibbles yeah. such a cool little thing so cool we uh, we actually got treated to that the next day oh did so you I do it were, yeah so oh, he wasn't nice. doing it with the food but he was just doing the tasting of the different beers they've got yeah I did it with Kev my father in oh lovely and a couple of other guys and we're all in there and yeah it's it's sort of it's it's dark but then they they give you a, a wine glass that's black so they put mm. the beer in there oh, he showed you us really, that friday yes yeah, so you really taste it blind so to speak and uh yeah his knowledge and all those sorts of things it's like you know they don't have to do that there because they're just selling beer but it's just yeah. those extra experiences they really stay with you and they're really like enlightening especially when you just chugging beer you know throughout the year mm. at different pubs like to appreciate it in a different way exactly and have the, someone who knows what they're talking about exactly. with that, yeah uh, i think one of the most interesting things he talked about was the whole lagering process okay because apparently you know the difference between ale and lager is basically only a little you know forcing it through a thing a couple of days later like it's very intricate actually the differences they're not massive yeah but you're saying it's funny how you know sort of marketing and reputation changes what people's perception of even flavor is yeah, he, he was like in Belgium that they could arguably be called the best in the world at beer. Yeah, like they know their beer. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the common person is is a fay with what good beer is. Stella is the second most drunk beer in Belgium, and it's seen as a really lovely premium beer. And he was like, "That's because it is." Yeah. Whereas in this country, it's the label and the sort of the whole wife beater thing. Yeah. It's just got that ridiculous reputation of like a bit it's of a the power stronger, of marketing. Yeah, the power yeah. of it. It's like, not something I'd ever choose. Yeah. It's known in my head from that way as getting you wrecked. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. not like mega, mega strong. When you look at other beers that are out there, yeah, yeah, exactly. getting you wrecked and obviously just being a chav beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, to explain it the other way around for how Belgians would see how we think of Stella is as if we went to Belgium and they had you know, brew dog, and that was associated with, yeah, like, and it's like, well, we'd net, we'd associate that with a really lovely premium beer, yeah. It's just the complete opposite, and it's absolutely fascinating. It's yeah, chat to him all day long about it. 
Um, what else do you, oh big food so I mean I spoke to you various points throughout the day because it's like ships in the night isn't it everyone going and getting yeah. their food but what was some of your favourite little things you had when, we, when you were there well I loved I loved that there were oysters there I found them near the end yeah. um, poor Philly as well which you know we both love um, yeah. really fresh tasting properly fresh yeah so he was obviously just getting them on the daily yeah. Uh, but yeah just lovely just to have them as a little snack. Mm. I went into the smokery bit and had this, I think you had it after I'd had I it did. as well. So a prime, wasn't brisket it? Brisket yeah. on, um, and then there's a flatbread cooked to order on the charcoal as well yeah. with little um, it was a black hummus, hummus of black it? bean it, yeah. and then a mole sauce and yeah, a few other bits. I thought it was absolutely delicious. It was, yeah. it was so good. Loved that. That whole smokery section, they've only done, that's the second year they've ever done that. Oh, is it? And, and you can't really order badly in that whole section. Like there's no. some other, Places that you wouldn't necessarily like recommend, but that whole smoky section, they, you know, well, you can't like they're properly barbecuing everything. That's yeah, and another little stage country music going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, <laughs> that was really cool, really, really good. Um, yeah, I think one of my favorite things I also had was uh, this place called I think it was Terra, which was right right at the bottom, smoker like right properly close to that exit. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, they were doing like hispy cabbage. They and and also what I liked about them is. And I think this is an under under sort of estimated part of the food festival sort of strategy is they had a different menu every day. Wow. Okay. And that's, that's unusual. Really, it's yeah. clever though. If you, you know, what, yeah, you gotta know what you've got to sell each day. Yeah. But that is like, clever. Say if you had something really tasty on the Friday, you'd know it's there and recommend it to people, but you wouldn't have it again on Saturday and Sunday, probably. Yeah. And a lot of people are there stuff. three days. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. went there and it's the next day, new menu. So you basically start, so you'd go back there every day. Nice. So a lot more fucking hassle, but it's <laughs> yeah. really, it's quite a clever thing to do. That. No, it is. It is. Mm. Especially if you advertise it on the Friday and people enjoy it, you'd go back for something else. 100%, yeah. Man. yeah. Uh, talk, talk, me, talk to me a little bit about Wingfest how was, uh, how was um, yeah uh, wicked and, day uh, wicked day at Wingfest I mean I might have mentioned on here before I do love wings <laughs> um, <laughs> they couldn't have asked for a better judge I know, yeah so last year I was just sort of invited along as a little freebie and it was great and then so the the guy who set it up and runs it it's got massive now you know is it's, it? uh, so there's London which is the big one uh, they've got Bristol which I think is coming up that's the last one Birmingham Derby Manchester wow. so they, they go all over so it's a big yeah, yeah. big event and it's, it's the same sorts of people bringing their wings so what they, what I like about it is that I mean you can do them all but they generally keep them to roughly that area Mm-hmm. So it's not just the same yeah, all the time. around, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, up in Manchester, you get some of the local guys from Manchester, not just everyone coming up from London. Mm-hmm. Same with Birmingham. There's a lot of Midlands ones there. Yeah, yeah. So it's a couple that I know of and then some new ones. So I think it's good for sort of local economy, local business. And, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, just make it. The, Birmingham was the smallest. Mm. Um, there was only 10 vendors, which was which was good because I had, I had so to eat. You're eating a lot. So I, I was there to judge yeah. um, with a guy called Ben who knows his wings he owns uh, i can't remember the name of it off my head i have to look it up but he owns a few wing restaurants in london and yeah. when this wing fest first started he was cleaning up and winning all the awards was he? yeah oh, so yeah. he's Fair got a good relationship and yeah. judges with them now yeah. um so they, they asked me as a kind of because i've got obviously a different perspective in the way i look at things mm-hmm. so we had to judge them all and um, they all have to do two wings they sell them at one pound 25 per wing so that's a knuckle or a flat wow and they're big so it's, it's great good, value. Good value. Me, right? um, and they have to do two types, which can be from three. So a buffalo, so 
a buffalo sauce, but they can do what they want with it. A wild wing. What, what defines buffalo sauce? So sauce buffalo right? sauce is, is a hot sauce, mm-hmm. generally like finished with like butter and stuff like that. Got like a bit more of a tang to it. Yeah. Whereas a hot sauce is just a hot sauce. This is much more fruity, buttery, creamy. That's a proper buffalo to me. It's got that on the back, that acidity yeah. where it gets the back of your tongue and the back of your jaw. Lovely, yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, buffalo. And then there's barbecuing. So that can be, it can be literally barbecued or some kind of barbecue sauce, like a Korean-y kind of thing, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is a wild wing and that can wild just anything. Do wow. go go mental. mental. Yeah, okay, yeah. Great. Which, which some of them do. And there was nothing <laughs> like majorly disappointing, but there was some real stunning stuff there. Was there? there? Yeah, yeah, real cool ideas. Um, so we had to give out like one, two and three in each place. Um, and then uh, Magic Wingdom, they won the Wild Wing. Yes. So and Shout it was out nice. Magic Wing and their their Buffalo one was good. They did a kimchi one. Yeah. I think they come with us. I think they come second in mm-hmm. Buffalo and first in Wild. So they did really well. Oh, amazing. And they got pretty much the same scores. They do a public vote as well, which thousands over the weekend, Friday to Sunday, yeah. they vote on the same as well. Oh, that's cool. So some of the judges ones did mirror the no, uh, sure. people's vote, which was which was good. Interesting. But yeah, I was looking really at obviously like the three things for me, the quality of the cook, you know, does it slide off the bone without being overcooked? Yeah. You know, cause it can fall off the bone and it's knackered. Sure. Or is it just, is it moist and it's still pulling and you can't take it off? Oh, so it's got yeah, to be beautifully yeah. cooked wing. Is, is that, is that just to, just to do with the cooking or is it to do with where they've got the chicken from? Yeah, there's, there's obviously the provenance as well. Right. Ma- mainly comes into it and in the quality of the cooking, but obviously the, mm-hmm. the provenance does help and the size of the wing. Yeah, of course. And then the quality of the crisp coating around it, like does it stay on? Is it crispy? Um, is it too hard? Is it doughy? Is it like, or is it um, non-existent? Yeah. Basically, the, all yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the quality of the sauce. So they're the three things. Do you try the wing without the sauce first to see? No, they all. I they what? do it as a, they they want. So best we walk around with our clipboards, and I've got a little judge badge on me, <laughs> a little wanker badge, and uh, you just walk to the front of the queue. It's That's wicked. So front good. of the queue, and they're like, Whoa. oh, and you're like, judge. I'll talk us through. Right, just what 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 you. Um, mm-hmm what you've done and now some of them are just a bit nervous yeah, some, yeah, yeah. it means a lot to these guys you yeah, know it's man. really good for their business so but it's you good, treat you know, it with a lot of respect just take it seriously whilst it's it's fun it might it, it, football analogy alert we should have one every podcast <laughs> but you know like we always have, my mates talk about like five aside we play social five aside mm. so it means nothing yeah but it if it doesn't if we don't take it seriously then it's not fun and yeah yeah these competitions yeah. like it's it's like that, you know. It's not their livelihood to do the competitions. It's the what they do day in day out. But if they don't take the competition seriously, then where's the fun in that? Exactly. So it's like they've got. I I love that they take it really seriously because that's sort of part of part of the fun and the kudos as well mm. for your team. If you get a little badge of honor and stuff like that's brilliant. Exactly. And they all the vendors know each other and that there's a good relationship yeah, yeah, with yeah. them. So we go up. They do. We just say right two and two of each. Stand there, eat them, and just critique it but we did take it very seriously mm. i think you have to yeah. because they put a lot into it yeah, you're not gonna half-ass it so you hypercritical more than anyone would be about wings because if yeah. i was just going there i'd be like oh, that's lovely that's lovely but yeah, then would, yeah. i was just breaking it down and if people listen to it they'd think god they're slating that but yeah. you're not you're just really picking it apart yeah, absolutely. in respect to them yeah. um so yeah, I was, it was probably like three hours of just wow. going round them all. How many wings? How many wings did you eat in one day? It doesn't day? sound much. I ate twenty. 
Oh. But they were big. Were they? They were big. All of them were big. Like by the last ones. one, we were like, oh, God. Yeah. And the, the thing is, and it's like, it's like a, a lot of these wing places do it. They'll do like bottomless wings. And whilst that sounds great on the surface, you can't eat a lot. It's because they're very rich. The sauces are rich. Of course. It's not yeah. like just bucket of fried wings. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So they're, they're super rich. Um, so you are full yeah, a lot quicker. Yeah, lots of fat and lots of, yeah. So I was, not, I was trying not to eat too much midway through because I didn't want to get to the end and not do it justice. It would be sort of bias against ones that you might have tried at the end if you weren't in that. Because it's the whole, we talked about it last week, about in the headspace you're in affects mm. the taste. So if by the end you're full, you might be judging them a bit less than if you'd have eaten them at the beginning. So yeah. So I did have some breaks and some points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent. It's uh, yeah, Magic Wingdom. They did something that was they call a um, their wild wing because mm. most people who go Korean flavors or Asian flavors of some type, they just went completely different. They called it um, they they're like Domino wing or something like that, and they based it on a pizza. So it was a really rich tomato sauce, yeah. like Parmesan, uh, over the wing. And then they did a little dip pot that they branded a bit like Domino's, but with their branding on, oh, with a garlic, with a garlic and, herb. and herb dip. Yeah. And when you add it all together, it was great. That yeah. is really good. Yeah, it was cool. And again, rather than just going for spice and things, they went completely different. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. I, I, that would stand out for sure. Yeah, like, but it had to come through with the flavor and the quality of the wing. Yeah. But mm. but yeah, it's like, yeah, fair enough. It's so easy to think, right, spice and... Yeah. Things with wings like don't stay have to. safe, sort of thing. That's really yeah. cool. Oh, I'm really jealous. That sounds like a great yeah, it's day. good. They have axe throw in there. They have music acts. They have yeah. like demos and stuff. It's always a good vibe. Is it a ticketed event or can people just walk past and join in it? Or uh, ticketed, ticketed? Yeah, so you pay for your ticket and then yeah. you buy your wings and that. But there were loads of people like some of them sounded a bit grumpy with it actually. The way they were saying, "Oh, did you get that?" Like because I had this judge's badge. <laughs> I was like, "Why are you doing that?" I was like, "Well, they asked me," and I said, "Yes, that was." Oh, I'm <laughs> not getting that. into it. <laughs> some were like, "Oh, that's like really." Oh, how'd you do that as well I'm a chef and then yeah, yeah. like so you know, it's not just a random person yeah. that picks out the crowd you oh, can you be mate, the judge <laughs> yeah but some of them were like, a bit like oh what have you got that like a bit like jealous I was like That's they asked jealous. I said yes but I don't need to fucking justify myself to I'm you I'm an international judge now I've got the steak awards in a few weeks in Amsterdam I've got <laughs> so it's going to be an all year round thing for you these days oh that's so cool um so is there, do you say there's there's other ones, other competitions soon in it? Like, do they, so they do it in, they do these things in Bristol and all Yeah, so that's places, Birmingham. I think there's one left, which is Bristol, but the they rest have been done throughout the summer. They, and they get judged at too. It's not like Yeah, they get judged at, yeah. It's every time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, let's do, should we do a bit of correspondence before we move on to top five? Yeah, absolutely. Got quite a few. And actually a lot of them are aimed at me. I think you'll get, uh, you'll get the gist of uh, the crux of these. Got one from Richard saying, all right, guys, loving the weekly pod in its new format. Great choices on Simon's favorite food-related shows. I'm 22, but will always go back and catch up to watch the likes of River Cottage, even though some episodes aired before I was even born. Ouch. Uh. A favorite of mine that never got a mention, which again was a bit before my time, was the late Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Great show and a great guy. Thanks very much for that message. Samuel also messaged saying, no Bourdain in the top five. Outrageous. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, for me, the best travel food show taught me so much about the world through food. You can also really see his influence on that genre as well. Never had mainstream broadcast in the UK, but which that is mental, actually. Never had mainstream broadcast. It's mad, in the UK. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's on Amazon Prime now. My go-to when in need of grounding can stick on pretty... Um, pre- 
can stick on pretty much any episode and enjoy it. So a lot of people on the Bourdain bandwagon. Then got a couple of uh, more left-wing ones from Ben. He messaged saying, honourable mentions that should have been mentioned for the TV shows. The Restaurant with Raymond Blanc. Nice, yeah. I never yeah. watched that. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Snackmasters. Yeah. Which is obviously more recent. Mm. Um, and The Chef's Protégé. Do you remember um, this? Was that... Who was that? Right, this is a great little... So it was a BBC show. It was one series, then they never did it again. It wasn't Jason Afton, was it? No. no. It was So it's three Michelin star chefs, and the point was that they go back to their old colleges... Okay. And they sort of adopt a trainee protege, yeah, and then com- and then compete against each other. Ah, okay. The three chefs were Tom Kitchen, yeah, Theo Randall, yeah, okay. and Michelle Ruginia. Oh, right. Never did another series after that. I never watched it, but I looked into it. I was like, oh, that yeah, sounds like quite a good idea. About it. it does, yeah. Yeah, it's no yes chef, but uh, yeah. it sounds- it's a, a good thing for you know younger chefs to watch and just show. You know mm. that you can you can do it as well. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Mm. Um, thanks for all of those. Did you you got a few messages as well? Yeah. So um, I got a message from Callum Montgomery. So he's Sky Chef Monty on Instagram. Yeah. He Hi, owns Callum. a restaurant in um, Isla Sky, mm-hmm. Edabane Lodge. I've probably pronounced that wrong. But he was on GBM, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. He came here to eat. He's a nice guy. He's a funny guy. He he just sent me a picture into uh, my Instagram <laughs> of a fish. I'll show you the picture now. That one there. And I saw that first. I was like, yeah. why, why has he sent me that? Yeah. We don't talk often. We've chatted a bit. And he just put Fisherman's Friend. And I knew exactly then. <laughs> so then I zoomed in to try oh, and have a gander. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said he was listening to the <laughs> he was listening to the nightcap in dentist, passing some time, and we mentioned about skate and how fishermen used to when they were away at sea, yeah. used to get on it because apparently the genitalia is similar. <laughs> so, uh, he was out on his uncle's boat a few months ago and he hauled up a skate. He said it was the size of a Fiat Punto, biggest <laughs> vagina I've ever seen, he said. <laughs> um, wow. I said, I hope you've left it alone. <laughs> <laughs> so we just joke back and forward but he said um, his uncle his uncle obviously never like never got involved in this but his uncle heard through fishermen all different stories of back in the day do you reckon they, is, it, is it bullshit or is it no smoke without fire I think there's no smoke without fire with really? this so his uncle's heard stories of chefs so he said he used to hang them out to, to dry a bit <laughs> And then pour a kettle of boiling water on them to warm it up and that's sort of loop it up. Foreplay. And then, yeah, go to it. Like, Fuck me. 10 days out at sea, I'd, you know, I'd, uh, no. It'd take a lot more than 10 days for me to I get on that. Years. Yes. What's the, do you reckon the feeling after um, when you're stood there or sat there after? Post nut regret, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It oh, must it would be, be horrendous. the worst. Especially if there was a mirror around, and you're not alone. Look at yourself. There can't be many places to hide on a boat, right? You know, I bet every no one has. They don't all have their own rooms, do they? They have cabins and you know bunk beds and things. Yeah, so nah, what is rogue as hell? Absolutely, yeah, it's just the worst. No, that did did make me laugh when uh, (laughs) Callum sent me that earlier. uh, Thanks for that. Yeah, Uh, thanks for that, mate. But yeah, I do want to specify that he, yeah, his uncle was just telling these old. Stories, these old ship, ship, uh, fishermen's tales, fishermen's tales, and yeah. fishermen friends. Oh, wow. Uh, right, should we do top fives? Yes, uh, this is it. good actually. I enjoyed doing these. So, Paul tasked me this week's, uh, this week with doing top five overrated trends, uh, I guess in, in food and in the industry, sort of thing. I, I took a bit of both with this, 
I d- a few things are away from restaurants and a few things are in restaurants. But I just yeah. kept it in the world of food. Yeah. Um, and just things, again, personal to me that, I mean, it takes a lot to piss me off, but it's just things that I know don't deserve the level of oh, okay. attention that they get. Yeah. They just don't deserve it. It doesn't, it's not that like I'm pissed off. It, some of this makes me a bit grumpy old manny, but some of it I'm just like, I just don't get why this is so mm. great. So a couple of honorable mentions, and they're things that we've brought up before. Um, this one comes up all the time, but I think it does go into the overrated trends category. And I'm putting gold leaf on top of shit as yeah. an honorable mention. Because even though it's a, that's an ingredient, and a lot of these things are like things, yeah. rather than like trends, rather. But that is an ingredient that it's still, it still baffles me that it gets used. It still baffles me that elite level chefs that know it tastes a fuck all use it. It's the yeah. most shallow thing you can put on a dish. 100%. It's just an absolute joke. So 100%. that's an honourable mention. I don't get it. I almost didn't want to put it in top five. I was like, fuck off to honourable mentions, Goldly. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you don't deserve any more press, you fuck. Wanker. <laughs> um, also an honourable mention, and this is, a, this is a proper sort of zeitgeist trend of right now, mm. air fryers. Yeah. Now, I know that they... What, what is quite unique, I suppose, about them in terms of like a bit of a kitchen trend is that... They do serve a specific purpose. So it's, you're obviously not frying. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, you're obviously not frying anything. You're, it's a really hot oven. Yeah. And it will go hotter than your normal home oven. Yeah. So it is a unique thing. Yeah. I, I hate the fact it's got the word fryer in it. Yeah. It's just a hot, it's fast so, oven. So misleading. Yeah. But it's brilliant marketing. So I don't think it would work if it didn't have the word fryer in it. No, no, no. You're right. Um, it just annoys me. And I, I just can't believe And like, I've spoken to people and people I like. And some of them are like, I've got, oh yeah, I've got two. You know, I've got one that does this. I've got one that does that. I'm just like, what the fuck are you... you? This is it. I, I just don't. I can't get on board with it, and it takes up way too much room in the kitchen. Yeah, like either a whole cupboard, so it's a loss of a cupboard, or out on the side, and it's like a fucking monstrosity, like a big statue in the corner. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a third taking up in the room, it's taking up coffee machine space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, um, I, I do see because I've always took the piss about them. Um, Marie got one, and a lot. I see the handy side, yeah. and the, the one good thing is about the energy saving of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm with you on this I am with you they do do annoy me but um, I, I can see the other side and like her daughter being 15 she can just you know without messing really about with quickly. the oven just quickly use it and it's a lot safer yeah, you yeah, know yeah. in tip it out that's a good point stuff. It's, you know what's amazing people think you don't have to, some people think you don't have to clean them like what? you're Why? fucking mad it's like not cleaning a frying pan fucking hell yeah. why not I don't, why not? I don't know just, this is all part of the marketing around it they just people it's yeah it's, oh, you don't have to clean it yeah you do why yeah, you who told do. you that yeah fucking idiots um, yeah so those kind of things and just convenience if you live on your own or yeah. two of you or something but yeah I just you know I'm a purist and I really I don't don't get it John Freeman actually I went to his God, it's November time, actually. And he was just raving about his. He loves it really? at home. You know, he's That's head chef at Sat Baines. Yeah, and yeah he loves it at home. He's like, just look quiches in them and everything. That's so funny. <laughs> well, I, but that's it. It is a gadget that it serves a very specific purpose. Yeah. It is unique. But yeah. It's just the, the hi- the, how it's been positioned and its hype is just way out of proportion yeah. for what it, it does. Like for things like, say, oven chips, it does get them really crispy mm. and stuff, better than the oven does and quicker. Like, fair enough. But if you're cooking properly, yeah, don't don't get it. But it's the same sort of thing as the slow cooker for me. Like, Oh, good point. Like slow cookers... 
I did a video about this on TikTok over a year ago and I got loads of shit for it. It is a slow cooker. Yeah. It's not a magic pot. You throw everything in, it does it for you. No. Like the amount of recipes I see like on TikTok as well and people are like, oh, it's amazing. Diced chicken breast in sauce and then they'll put it in there for five hours. <laughs> and then it's a cream sauce. You can do it in fucking eight minutes in a pan. Yeah, yeah. Like, And then Stupid. they put dried pasta in. And it's 45 minutes. and. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is delicious. Like, I guarantee that chicken's dry. Yeah. No, it's not. It pulls. Pulled chicken isn't a thing. No, it's overcooked. Yeah. It's just fucking... The sauce is what's making it a bit wetter. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry to take a no, list mate. there. No, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I've never even thought about slow. I've never owned one again. Because I just... I don't... What What can't you not... I guess it's probably energy saving compared yeah. to a hob. But what can you not do on a hob with a pot? Yeah. I've, I've got, got one. Um, purely because... I think it was a about a year and a bit ago, my oven just went down. I had to get a new oven and I was waiting on it. So yeah. I just bought one and it was winter. So I could do like, I was doing like braised short ribs and things like that. Right. And then think base for a lasagna. Yeah. I'd, but I'd, the, the thing again, to, to, to go into it is people just put raw mince in, raw veggie in, raw uh, like it, tin tomato As if it's in. a magic part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I would still sear everything, deglaze yeah. it and get it in there. And that's just doing the slow cooking. Yeah. So I don't have to have the oven on yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't have to have it on the stove. I can leave the house. Yes. So it's that's, yeah, that's all it's doing. You can leave the house. Yeah. I hate the raw mince, raw veg, oh, tin tomatoes. No. Yeah. Cook it properly. With you. I think I'll happily slip that into honourable mentions as well. Oh, so cool. air fryers, slow cookers, gold leaf, honourable mentions. Here are the top five. Some of these are fucking random, but I love doing this. So number five is a quartered dipping station. A quartered dipping station. Do you know the ones I mean? Quartered dipping. You have to. So every supermarket in the in the country sells them. Whether yeah. you're Aldi or M and S, it's a pot about this big. Yeah. And it's split into four quarters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was lost then. No, I know. Yeah. I didn't know what to call it, but that's you the take place. the lid off and you lose what's what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So these, are the, this is typically what you get. You get a cheddar and chive. Yeah. You get a sour cream and chive. Yeah. Fuck's sake! I always confuse them, and I'm yeah. like, Bleh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Onion and garlic. Yeah. And then your thousand island. Yeah. Your pink one. Yeah. Right. I just it's it's so and the reason I think it's overrated <laughs> is because. It seems like a staple at like, you know, you go go around to a, a friend's house because they're doing like a Christmas nibbles party or a New Year's Eve get together or, oh, it's, you know, birthday for Dave, but we just go, come around to us for a few drinks, like 10, 15 of us. If there's a spread on the table, that is there. Yeah, it is. It's standard. And it? I just, I fucking, <laughs> half of them are disgusting. And, yeah. I, and, and you don't know which one they are because everyone rips the lid off and then rips the, and then no one knows forever. Yeah. You don't really know. You only know the pink one, don't you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I just stick with that. But then it's also, I have this thing of like, we we take it out of the fridge and serve it straight away. It's fucking freezing. Yeah. Fucking freezing. Horrible. Yeah. Dip some crisps in there. It's just fucking, I can't taste the crisps. Yeah. It's just like an ice lolly. (laughs) I just think they're the most overrated... I'd I'd rather just have the crisp by itself, or yeah. or hummus, or like something, and and bring it out the fridge earlier, yeah, just yeah. so that it's I can actually taste the thing because it's just yeah. so cold I can't fucking taste anything. <laughs> and I, some of them are rogue as well. Like they, after a, an hour out, they start to form a little horrible, crusty, mouldy, and some of them are gloopy and almost gelatinous. Yeah, I just some of them are rogue as fuck, and I just 
I'd happily never get buy, never buy one ever again. It was never, never on my radar, but I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's yeah. I don't think I've ever bought one. No, no. I've I never bought one. I know no. Haley has, and I've been yeah. with people that I've I have never gone into a shop to buy one. And you know, like say the sort of the, the cream ones, they're just all the same with an extra ingredient in one, yes. don't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the sour cream and chive. They just chop a couple of chives in there. Just there's a few flecks. <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, I know. I think I know. That's the sour cream and chive. Yeah. They all fucking taste the same. <laughs> So yeah, that's number five, the quarter dipping station, if we can call it that. Yeah. Number four, this is this might be a little bit rogue because I like this. Yeah. But I've had bad ones, and again, I just think it gets too much praise for what that too what much it is. good press. It's got good PR. Loaded fries. Ah, uh, yeah, I couldn't give a shit yeah, about yeah. them. Yeah, I think you've mentioned this to me before yeah, about, I might about them. I, yeah, they're just alright. Yeah. yeah, they are. I mean, What's not to love? Because on paper, it's just like, oh my God, it's fries, right? Mm. And I fucking love chips. But it's got like fucking tomato sauce and cheese and all this shit on top. It's like yeah. some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are really stingy on the top. Yeah. So you get loaded fries. It's like, well, I've got a hundred fries and about three bites of brisket on top yeah. of the bit. It needs to be, the proportions are way off. You're, you're, you're basically like... It's like, it's like 12 quid and 90% of this dish is potato. Yeah, you got it's deep and then you've got a topping on Tiny top. Tiny It looks from the top loads, but it's not. Exactly. It's like masking like, yeah. what is actually going on. Um, and, and again, like you, you often get them at like food festivals and stuff. It's like, I don't want to fill up on chips when I could have chips anywhere from any, at any time of the day. Yeah, you're not impressing me. You're not doing anything wicked no, with these chips. Exactly, but it's this loaded fry, disco fries. There's sometimes yeah, or dirty fries. Dirty or, fries, yeah. fuck me. It's just, yeah. oh, it's too much for what it is. I had some a couple of months ago, Shake Shack. <coughs> I went to the one in Camden when I was heading back for the tray. Just needed to grab something quick. And the burgers are quite nice at Shake yeah. Shack. Um, and it was loaded fries. I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been sour cream, bacon and something else. Fuck! It was so tight. What they'd put on, yeah. it's like yeah. it was so tight. It was just annoying. It's like I'd rather just have fries. Yeah, 100%. you know, it's like teaspoon of bacon bits and stuff. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, I know that there's one, the the OG loaded fries. I will absolutely excuse from this list, and that is poutine. Oh right, okay. Because that is like a separate. That is the old fashioned that, loaded. It's a national yeah, dish original. in Canada, so it's like gravy and cheese. And it yeah, sounds weird on paper, but yeah. it's an actual dish, and that is lathered in gravy and cheese and stuff. It's not just like you know a little drizzle on top, like a bit of mayo or something. Yeah. Um. So that's excused from this, but loaded fries, I just think overrated. You've given the OG. I can give you the worst. Go on. So it was a TikTok trend recently over the past few months. People making their own, and. Like they were going viral and people were saying how amazing we were and it was fucking disgusting. Like right. they didn't deserve any views or likes. So get, just getting everything from McDonald's and making their own. So they are been to McDonald's. I'm going to make my loaded fries. Fuck off. What? What do you so mean? then they've got these cold fries. They're putting on a plate. Uh-huh. They ask. They're ordering everything separate as well. So they're ordering gherkin separate slices. Uh, they're ordering the cheese slices. You know the plastic yeah, yeah. cheese and then other bits and chicken nuggets. So they're breaking nuggets in. Oh and they're like, oh my God, I'm like a chef. No, you're like a twat. <laughs> you're like a twat. These soggy fries. And then they put them in the microwave or something. Yeah. And they're just disgusting. That is so I can't believe I've made loaded fries. Fuck off. You haven't off. made loaded fries. You should be banned you've, from this app. You've deconstructed a McDonald's dinner. That's yeah. what you've done. Now anyone anyone could do that. Yeah, soggy shit. Oh. You've not like braised down some brisket and put nah. it over the fries and made your own fries or something. Nah. You... Banned, ban them, report them. If you see them on TikTok or Instagram, report them yeah. um, en masse. I'm with you, I'm with you, mate. 
Fucking hell. Right, loaded fries. That's number four. Number three. Unnamed vegan alternatives. Unnamed? Yeah. Okay. Like... It, this This does... This gets me grumpy on, man. This pisses yeah. me off. I There are elements of the vegan argument, especially in the environmental world, mm. that I agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you speak to the right person at the right time, they're really authentic about their sort of passion for that. Yeah. What I then hate is then you get, you can get all this information, you get, and then you go to a food festival or a food court or a little place or whatever, and they'll go, vegan chicken burger. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. So what is it? Oh, I'm not telling you. Yeah. Vegan chicken burger. No, but what the fuck? Is, you're telling me, you know, be, we should ha- not have chicken. We should have this. So tell me what I'm eating. Yeah, celebrate this thing that's Cele- so good. Yeah, if it's so good. It. If it's so, tell us. Say. Stop trying to jump on the exactly. marketing. Say this is a plant-based thing or this is a cashew thing yeah. or this is a whatever. Tell us what that is. And then maybe in brackets say, this is a perfect substitute to a chicken burger because we deep fry it like this. Or get, expect, mm. Don't get vegan chicken burger. It's not. Yeah. And, and they're, they're everywhere. It'd be like, you know, vegan hot dogs vegan yeah there was vegan fish and chips at big festival it's not fish so what is it tell me what the fuck it is create something and build it and grow it because you never know people go oh have you had a soybean burger fuck me they're good no i haven't but i'll try one because you're telling me what it is and that's how and if it's a alternative that's quite good and i feel better about the planet because of it then maybe i'll have more of them but go oh it's a fake chicken burger fucking bullshit what is it so like one of the best jokes I ever heard about this was oh. from a comedian called Alfie Brown, right. who is actually a vegan. Right? Oh, okay. Um, he's a real funny guy. <laughs> and he was doing this bit. It was like a scene and he was talking to a load of vegans and just giving them loads of shit. Mm. Um, again, it's funny because he is a vegan, but he's not preachy. Yeah. So he's like, why do you have to call it chicken? Why do you have to call it Oh shit, this? so it's exactly my argument. Yeah, so this argument. And he's like, you're... Um, he's. I can't do his joke justice, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll try and find it for you anyway. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, you know, you're basically naming it the thing you hate. It's the equivalent of pencil drawing child porn. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is so. Yeah, you're right. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, <laughs> the thing you hate the most, you're labelling it that. Yeah, you're jumping yeah. off the back of it to market it. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat chickens. Have a vegan chicken burger. Yeah. Well, stop calling it that. Why yeah. are you calling it that? It's yeah. awful in your world. Yeah. So yeah, that re- it really bugs me, and it's an odd trend. And maybe it. it, it goes I think they feel that they need to. They won't sell. But yeah, 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 yeah. It must be a nervousness. I think they need to be a, a bit nervousness braver, that really. No one will look at you know spicy thingy bean burger and think, oh no, that sounds shit. I want to chew. So maybe that's you know it's sort of insecurity. But I just think that it will never get better. If you keep hiding behind, no, you're what right. It is. You're right, and just I think, um, and, and we'll get used to a new ingredient, maybe yeah, yeah. rather than celebrate just celebrate it. Fake. Celebrate it as what it is, and yeah. I think part of your message, your company message, needs to tie in. Of you know, we've we've based this on the things you love, maybe, yeah. and but hundred percent, exactly. Yeah, right. Last two, number two, very passionate about this. This is this maybe is a bit of a tale as old as time sort of trend. Juice fasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still in, in 2023 overhearing friends, people I know talk about I'm doing a juice fast mm. and I, I you don't even have to try to look at like reputable knowledge from NHS or for a, to know that it's absolute bo- bollocks yeah there's no such thing waste as that of detox time. in your body your body does that for you no, waste of time there is, there is science to be had around 
intermittent fasting. Yeah, you're reducing your calorie content, essentially. As long as you're eating, you know, mixture of all the different things, meat, carbohydrates, vegetables, whatever, but not eating every five hours, like leaving it a bit. Yeah. Breakfast is named after breaking fast. You should try and go like 12 hours at some point in the day without having any food. Yeah. It's good for your body. Yeah. This idea of replacing every meal for a month with a smoothie yeah, it's yeah. just you and there's loads of science to say that actually your body gets so used to all the sugars and stuff mm. that it starts you, you almost you could gain weight through doing it yeah and your and energy levels are rock bottom and, and it's just there's something to be said about the again if you eat you know um oranges yeah or you drink you blend it and drink it you're going to absorb more calories from the orange because it's been broken down really wow. yeah so that is processed food yeah isn't true. it yeah. on the lower level but the more you process food the more you break it down yeah. the more calories your body takes on so if uh, you've got a handful of nuts or um i don't know a burger that say they've got the same calorific quality mm-hmm. you're going to take more calories oh. from the burger because it's processed That's than the whole food whole food your body doesn't break down as much so mm. you can't just look at so i don't know I say there's a thousand calories in all those nuts there's a thousand calories in that burger yeah you eat both you're going to take more calories from the burger from the burger the, the nuts will pass that's through the essence sort of, of processed food and why processed food there's a lot more detail but yeah, that's yeah. why processed food is i, n- I never worse actually for you. never actually understood that yeah. the bare bones of that that's really fascinating it's the difference I? between eating an orange and drinking yeah. orange juice yeah it's orange juice higher in sugar it's more it's a denser amount as well isn't it because it's blended exactly yeah no fascinating and it's still i feel sorry for people because obviously they're, they're looking for a quick fix to lose weight yeah, there just isn't, is there ultimately? And, it's not, and, and you might get yeah, a result, but absolutely. then but you bounce back because you go yeah, to you go, normal. Right, oh, it's the 1st of November, juice fast is over, fucking McDonald's, loaded fries. Like, just, yeah. it's, like, it's like, it's it's so stupid. It's, it's like, it's like any sense. anything, it all comes back down to balance, yeah. doesn't it? A good, even balance. And, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not the most healthy person, but I have a good understanding of it. Sure. I know that it's, it's about lifestyle change, not yeah. little intermittent changes. Oh, 100%. And the amount of people that do because these fasts are so low on energy and because you're having so few calories they'll often pair that with doing no exercise yeah so yeah. i mean what lifestyle so what you just literally go from the, your seat at work to your couch at home and just only have an orange juice three times a day <laughs> what life what is nah. that it is yeah what's the point awful. so that's number two juice fasts number one this might not be a surprise to many and again it's it's this is actually an ingredient and i like it but it's been way overblown especially in recent years avocados okay yeah yeah they're fine yeah they're, they yeah, they're, fine. they're just yeah they're fine just fine do it they do a job es- especially if you dress them up because they mm. need a lot of flavor added to them you know, yeah they're natural they're fat, all about the they? creamy all... texture exactly so when yeah. they are blended up and you add some coriander and lime juice and chili and you know to make a guacamole or it, it's it's actually very versatile as like a base thing because it's mm. a very unique Sort of, is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? But it's a very unique thing, isn't it? Yeah. And how you can blend it and what you can do with it. But the whole avocado on toast thing, the whole, you know, it's been almost like a a flying the flag for veganism, even though it's one of the most unfriendly things you could farm in the world. Yeah. You know, it's really, you know, in places like, I was reading up on this, like in places like India, you cannot get an avocado anywhere because it's so unsustainable to source it. No one would... Economic, economically, it wouldn't make sense, especially in poorer regions of even big countries like India. So it's basically yeah. not even a thing yeah. in, in 
places like India. But here, obviously, because we've got the demand for our avocados on toast in a £20 bougie cafe, <laughs> we can afford to import it from around the world. Of course. It makes no sense. Yeah. But I just, uh, the hype outweighs how good it is. Yeah, there it doesn't so deserve many, its press. And like every that. time, I, especially because of how opposite end of the spectrum, eggs, one of my favourite ingredients because of how versatile they are. I'd rather have so many different types of eggs and how they can be manipulated on toast than mm. any fucking avocado. Yeah, because just avocado, in, avocado, it needs salt, it needs yeah, fat, it needs, it needs salt, acid. Yeah, yeah. In, so like, that's why bacon works. You need that other stuff. Yeah. Just on its own, it's too creamy and cloying. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It can be really unsatisfying and really like a bit like, oh, if it's bad yeah. or it's not been, you know, treated well. And Ah, oh, they're, they're fiddly as fuck as well. Yeah. Fiddly as fuck at home. Like you get this weird paste on your hands. It's hard to cut the skin off. You got the fucking, if it's not ripe enough, the stone in the middle is like hardened to the Yeah. I remember like what, 15 nah. plus years ago when they weren't as big a deal. Obviously we had them over here. Yeah. Getting a ripe one was almost impossible. Yeah. It was yeah, almost yeah, yeah. impossible. But like the rise of the sort of vegan um, trend um, has coincided with us having loads of right ones right oh, ones yeah. are available well, now in the waitrose around the corner from our office closest shop to us basically and i remember walking just down the fruit and veg aisle and the avocados were on on an end you know mm. like what i mean at the end of an and its own section yeah with its like so you had standard essential ones yeah. you had ones to ripe at home <laughs> In a, se- in a separate section. <laughs> yeah. And then like organic ones that are like three times the price at the bottom. And yeah. there's this whole huge section it's in there. I was like, this is mental. It's, talk about just trends in terms of like, um, like with fish, we were saying how, you know, the, the difference in taste between a few of them, there's hardly anything, but fish fashion will dictate what's expensive and what's not. And exactly. in terms of vegetable or fruit fashion, avocados are like the fucking Gucci handbags right now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I just think they're the most overrated thing in, in any supermarket. They are. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, good uh, Good number one. Cheers, man. So number five. I actually think I should have moved this up from number five because I got very passionate about it. But number five was the quarter dipping station. Yeah. Number four, loaded fries. Number three, unnamed vegan alternatives. Number two, juice fast. Number one, avocados. Lovely. It's yeah? a good list. Thanks, mate. Good list. Uh, for you. Oh, I haven't, I haven't written down one, one for you to do next week. Um, let's think of one on the spot. See, I thought about doing cookbooks. Oh, okay. Top yeah. five cookbooks. You were saying the other day that you've got so many. Yeah, 300 oh. odd. Yeah. yeah. Would that be too hard for you to do? Or would there be too many that you think people might not no, know? No, I know number one straight away. Do you? Okay. Yeah, it's mine. I'm one, two, and three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. You'll be at four and five in the next year. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, yeah. let's do that then. Let's do, yeah, we'll do your co- top five top cookbooks. cookbooks. Straight up cookbooks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. Okay, nice one. Look forward to that. Cool. Um, otherwise, that is about all from us this week. Thanks so much for all your questions and correspondence. You can DM myself or Paul or at the nightcap underscore pod instagram twitter all the usual places i still don't know whether to call twitter x or not yet because it's still twitter.com in the url oh is it i don't know what not what been on for x a bit is or i i the retweet isn't called that anymore it's repost oh okay so it's slowly changing They're slowly transitioning i still don't really know what it, it is it just sounds a bit i mean maybe we get used to it but oh yeah i saw this on x just doesn't don't know i don't know it's it needs weird. more syllables we're going to be that generation though when our grandkids sort of like he still calls it twitter like, <laughs> you know, it, it will be that i reckon yeah if it lasts that long who knows uh but yeah message us on all those send us your ratings and reviews because we'll always read those out too so apple podcasts and spotify leave a review you can put a question in there whatever you want and we'll we'll endeavor to read it out cool uh, otherwise see you same time next week see you later
Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.